and welcome to Al Dente, the podcast by and for Adelaide University dental students. We begin by acknowledging that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and future. I'm Ella George from BDS3, and I am going to be your new host for the fourth season of Al Dente. For the first episode of the year, I'm joined by my lovely publications committee. So, of course, that would be Niha and Valerie. Hi, guys. Hey. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Excited. You? Excited? Yeah, first podcast. Mm-hmm. Me too. I had a bit of a traumatic morning, actually. I was washing my hair and I picked up like the shampoo bottle and there were two spiders underneath it, like two large no. spiders. No, they were not <laughs> they really They felt big to me. They probably weren't that big. They were like <laughs> five cent coins. <laughs> I feel like the more you look at them, the bigger they get. Literally. Right? I'm so scared. Um, but I'm here now. So <laughs> feeling better. Something new that I would like to introduce to the podcast this year is to have a media recommendation that could be dental or non-dental from each speaker. It could be a book you've read recently, a movie you enjoyed, a recipe you followed, or even a podcast. Al dente. So what would each of your recs be? I'll go first. So my history teacher back in year nine actually has a history podcast with his son. It's called Dad and Me Love History. That's so cute. Yeah, it is. And his son is really into history as well. So that's been on repeat. And I recently contacted him telling him about how I'm going to like start co-hosting a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I was inspired by you. And he was really happy about oh, it. Oh, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Are you interested in history? Yeah. Oh, I was great. a bit of a history nerd back in high school. <laughs> but there's no time for that now. True. That's so sad. I wish we could do like a minor or like a little mm-hmm. diploma. You know how some students can like add? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Nihal? Um, for me, I've just been watching The Vampire Diaries recently. <gasps> yes. I've just been watching it. I got up to like season two or something in first year and then I stopped because I was like, this is just, everyone's just dying. Like, I think that's what I got up to. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I'm up to season four now and there's eight okay. seasons, so it's still a Halfway while through. Ago. Yeah. But it's been good. <laughs> mm-hmm. My recommendation um, would probably be, have either of you guys listened to the Shameless podcast? Yeah. You um, have? Is that by, what's her name again? I think there's two of them, like Zara yeah. and Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I'm shouting out the Shameless podcast is because I kind of stole this idea from them. I know there's a lot of podcasts that do this, but this is kind of the podcast I listen to that has a media recommendation at the start. And I felt like it was such a cute idea. It's like a little icebreaker, get to know you question. Mm-hmm. What do they usually talk about? It's a pop culture podcast, oh, actually. So, yeah, it's kind of... You have to be a certain person to like listening to it. Yeah. Like I'm sure a lot of people would be so bored, but I love celebrities. I love <laughs> yeah. gossip. All the gossip. Yes. <laughs> so I listen to it every week and just hear about all the drama that's been happening. All right. If we move on to the questions section, mm-hmm. I'm going to start out with a good introduction. What made you interested in joining the AUDSS and specifically publications? Um, so for me, I really enjoy like writing and creating mm-hmm. content. Um, and editing things so I really wanted to I guess turn that into something a bit more productive rather than knowing I'm able to do that and not just doing anything with mm-hmm. it. I think in terms of publication I think I'd really like to engage more people with it, with the AUDSS and I think Al Dente and the publications team could almost be like a leeway between the AUDSS committee and the general BOH and BDS student group. That's true actually, um, yeah. In a way, in terms of communication and things mm-hmm. like that, talking about what's going on. So I think that'd be really great to achieve this year. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm kind of like on the same page as Neha. So 
like similarly I've always been a fan of podcasts as I said like I listened to the history one I've listened to other ones I've actually listened to a few dental ones as well Mm -hmm. and like coming into dental school I didn't expect us to have a podcast and I was really surprised and actually really impressed listening to Jing Yan's podcast last year like it felt really professional Mm -hmm. and got to know a lot of people through the podcast that I would just like see them around like the AUDSS and like um, last year Jing Yan asked me to write a summary for the probe magazine Mm -hmm. and like that way I got really engaged with the publications made by the AUDSS and really wanted to be a part of it and I'm really glad to be on the committee this year. It should be really good fun this year. I think yeah. it will be, yeah. I agree. I feel like Jingyang did a good job last year. And I also didn't expect to have a podcast mm. coming in. I feel like that's kind of... I always thought starting a podcast was like a really big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on like Spotify and things like I that. I agree. It feels yeah. very professional. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way as you. I always loved writing um, and a little bit of kind of public speaking, interviewing, mm. getting to know people. I actually thought I was going to be a journalist at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah, before Dent happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought that publications would be a nice way to continue that interest without having to do something necessarily outside of dentistry. I feel like you're really busy mm-hmm. when you're studying, yeah. especially BDS2 was really busy. Um, yeah, so I didn't really have the time to necessarily go and or the motivation to necessarily go and create my own stuff. But then being able to do something alongside dentistry has been really nice and I also have really enjoyed um, being part of the AUDSS committee I feel like there are some great people in the committee um, and I think we've got a fun group this year I feel like Fiona and Nadia mm. are definitely mm-hmm. interested in bringing, bringing some fun to the AUDSS so I think it's going to be a good year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what brought you guys into dentistry? Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah sure um, so for me so I did computer science and commerce for a year actually okay. in Sydney um, and I absolutely hated it. Like I couldn't stand <laughs> sitting at the desk and behind a computer for hours on end trying to figure out the code. Like it was just not for me. Oh, that's so true. And I know. And I, I was trying really hard, but I was just really, really bad at it. <laughs> and my friends were barely trying. They were like doing really well. So I could just tell it wasn't for me. Um, and I think even in the beginning, like once I graduated from high school, I wanted to do something in terms of working with people, getting to meet new mm. people, something a bit more hands-on. Um, so I feel like dentistry would have been the best option in terms of all of those requirements and coming together mm. um, because you can work with patients, you can do things more hands-on and even when we started the degree it was very um, hands-on from the beginning rather than mm, having to true. do a lot of content and then starting Yeah, I like that we're not separated on. into pre-clinical exactly, and clinical years. Exactly. So I think that was like more motivating for me, which was great. How about you guys? I kind of agree that I wanted something a little bit hands-on and not so much just a typical office job. Like I actually work part-time as a receptionist and if I do a full day from like eight to six, I have such a headache (laughs) because you literally just sit in front of the computer and just stare at it. Um, I also wanted to work with people. I did some work experience in year 10 Mm. in research labs at Flinders University and at first I found it cool and I... (laughs) I still think that like the people who were there enjoyed their jobs and I like appreciated what they did but I got really bored of like Mm. sitting in a lab on your own because everybody worked on their own project and they had the same projects for so long I was Mm. talking to somebody and they said they'd been they came to South Australia to research like a specific breed is not the word but I can't think of the right word like a breed of seaweed a specific strain of seaweed and they were like yeah I came six years ago and I was like you've been researching seaweed for six years I was like I couldn't do that I need something that's a little bit different every day so I like that with dentistry that you have always have a different patient always somebody new to talk to I kind of like 
introducing myself to people and being like, so what do you do for work? Mm. So yeah, I kind of knew I wanted to work in the healthcare field um, because that kind of fulfilled all the criteria. And then I wasn't really sure what in. So Mm. I kind of fell into dentistry. (laughs) I feel a lot of people do and then a lot of people end up loving it. It's Mm. actually a really good, a really good degree. It's tough at times, but I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Great, yeah. First of all, I just want to say, like, respect to the researchers who can dedicate so many years to, like, work on a single project. Definitely. My aunt actually is a professor as well, and she studies mm-hmm. soil, and, like, every soil gathering, or, like, <laughs> oh are you still God. working on the same patch of soil? And she's like, yeah, same patch of soil. <laughs> oh, no, it takes a lot of commitment, and, like, yeah. um, you would have to be, I Mental. think, a very self-driven, yeah, you'd have to <laughs> have that, that side of it mentally. 100%, yeah. So what brought me into dentistry? Mm. My interview answer would like be my life story and like what got me into dentistry, similar to what you guys, like practical skills and all of that. But um, something that I'm quite embarrassed to talk about is like my first kind of encounter with dentistry. So as a kid, I had really crooked teeth. Mm. So like I had a really big mouth, my dentist said, but I had really small teeth. So like back at school, I did a lot of debating and also I did like chamber choir and like my teeth were so far apart whenever I spoke or sang that like kids started noticing and like they made fun of it and like it really harmed my self-esteem. I remember this guy, he said that my teeth looked like the Mount Mount Everest and like it really- Mount Everest, that's so mean. Kids are mean. Kids can be really- Right? Like you know the little kids these days, they scare me. Yeah, so like I went to my mom begging her to let me like fix my teeth and all the adults that I talked to, they kind of just like pitied me and didn't really do anything. Mm. But when I went to see my orthodontist, he like gave me really like logical reasons mm. as to why I shouldn't really care about what other people say. And he was like, I'll fix it up for you. Don't worry, just it takes time and patience. Mm. And then in year 11, I also did work experience. So mm-hmm. I actually went to a dental clinic and I saw how my dentist that I was shadowing like really like made patients who were anxious less anxious. And he gave them like straight on facts and like really helped them like be more confident, sorry, confident (laughs) about their smile. So Mm -hmm. that got me into dentistry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really nice thing to have like a personal, um, I guess, experience that brings you to it as well, because that, I guess, is a motivating factor Mm. when things get a bit tough. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it makes you have a good understanding of your patients. Like if you have been to a dentist and they've been really kind or they've Mm. helped you with your confidence. Mm. Um, you want to go on and do the same thing for your patients. Empathy. Yes, definitely. Empathy (laughs) is key. (laughs) Yeah, I also saw an orthodontist. Um, I had the opposite problem. My mouth was too small for like the size of my teeth. I've had so many extractions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I agree. I feel like orthodontists are nice people. Mm. He, He kind of inspired me a little bit too. All right. So can you guys tell us a bit about your life outside of dentistry? Yeah. So... Outside of dentistry, I'm kind of like putting my foot through like a bunch of doors. I've been trying a lot of things recently. Mm -hmm. So I just came back from a skiing and snowboarding trip. So like that's something that I want to work on. That's cool. Have you been skiing before? Yeah. So I've skied twice before. Okay. And for snowboarding, I don't even know how to put on a snowboard. (laughs) Like I've heard that snowboarding is really hard to like learn at first. Like there's a steep learning curve. It looks really cool though. It does. I wish I could do that. The worst thing was that my friend, she did a whole snowboarding trip with uni, like a $700 mm. trip. Oh, wow. And she was like, come to the class with me. And it was like a level three snowboarding class. And I didn't even know. <laughs> oh, no. To That's so stressful. <laughs> yeah. But we ended up like being on the same level at the end of the day. So that That's was pretty great. cool. Yeah. 
um, other things outside of dentistry. So um, we played a lot of tennis yesterday. So I played with my dad. I'm also into badminton and I do a little basketball sometimes, not very good at it. Yeah, and um, I also like doing volunteer work. So dentistry mm -hmm. is kind of like really hectic as you guys mm -hmm. all know. Yes. But I'm trying to like sign up for the, I think it's called Common Ground Clinic. Oh, yeah. Year. Yeah, to help out. Mm -hmm. I, I actually know a couple of people who've done that, like volunteer DAing through Common Ground. Mm -hmm. um, and they've really enjoyed it. They've said it's a good experience. Have you DA'd before? No. So it's a good place to learn DAing, I think, because yeah. it's on a volunteer basis. There's mm. a little bit less pressure mm. versus if you were like a paid employee yeah. and there's there's a yeah. lot of time. A bit about my life outside of dentistry. I always hate answering this question. Yeah. I'm like, am I boring? Do I have no hobbies? <laughs> what is your um, I am definitely less sporty than you, but I do like going to the gym. I, I think I'm not very coordinated. I can't like throw and catch a ball, <laughs> but I like, I like going to the gym and just doing like a bit of cardio, a bit of weights. Mm -hmm. um, I love to read. Don't really do it during the year. I feel like mm. it's a bit of a commitment to sit down and read a book. Yeah. What's the most recent book you've read? The most recent? I read, I was on a flight um, and I read from start to finish where the crawdads sing. Oh, I love that book. Mm -hmm. I read it when it's it came so good. out and I started like crying after oh. reading it. It's really emotional. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's something I would recommend as an additional media recommendation. Yeah. Um, the movie doesn't do it justice though. I mm. haven't seen the movie, but I've heard it's not good. You've mm. seen it? Terrible. Oh, that's so, so sad to hear. Mm. Um, but yeah, I literally read that book from start to finish. I didn't put it down. So that was good. I like watching TV as well. Um, I think I'm a little bit of a homebody. <laughs> what about you, Neha? Um, for me, mostly like work, <laughs> so I do tutor um, on the side, some students, usually in with English tutoring, but I'm currently, I started working at Connor in Rundle mm -hmm. Mall, like the suit shop, Yeah. so that's been really good. Um, I worked at Connor during the Christmas break in Sydney, so managed to also get transferred That's cool. They must have liked you. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. hopefully um, live up to the expectation. Um, but yeah, I think I'm very similar to you, Ella. Like I'm a bit of a homebody, like to watch Netflix, read mm -hmm. a book. Um, but I do also like to go out if when things are a bit chill with uni. Yes. Um, going to new places to eat or mm -hmm. just like, you know, hikes and things like that. Mm. I like doing that and just hanging out with people in general. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I actually think there are some good restaurants in Adelaide that you can find. Um, mm. So if anybody wants to read our magazine, <laughs> Freshers Magazine is coming out soon. So you can check it out for some recommendations of restaurants and things to do in Adelaide. Um, you reminded me of something else that I do. I do work. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yes. So I work at a dental practice as an assistant and receptionist. And it's a little bit hectic, but I think it's really good experience. Mm. It is something that I would recommend mm. if um, students are interested in learning a little bit more about dentistry um, especially about private practice I think it's good experience to see somebody else do it mm. and also I think it helps a bit with uni just when I go into a new procedure oh. um, even when we're doing things like right now in PCPC we're talking a lot about like pulp testing and mm. things like that um, emergency like pain appointments and I think it's quite helpful to have seen somebody go through endo for example no, I definitely agree with that because in Sydney I also have a dentist that I just go for shadowing. Mm -hmm. So I went to him before my interview mm -hmm. um, just yeah. to gain some insight. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I've actually learned stuff, I can ask him questions and he's really good at what he does. That's good. Um, so he's always, always giving tips and tricks and it's always great to just see, you know, root canals and things being done, even mm -hmm. though we haven't learnt about them yet. 
um, at least we'll know the right techniques and how to. You mm-hmm. know, it makes it things less scary. Like. Yeah, when exactly. you go into it, you kind of know what you're expecting. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. So speaking of dentistry, both of you first came to Adelaide to study. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you tell me a little bit about where you're from and then also what you first made of Adelaide? So if you can kind of tell from my accent, it's not like Australia, but it's not like American, but I've gotten like mm-hmm. birth from people. So I grew up in Hong Kong, but both of my parents grew up in Sydney. So they brought me back to Hong Kong. I grew up there and I finished high school in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And during that period, it was during the COVID lockdown period. And I was like, I had a kind of like early midlife crisis. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, what do I do? Um, I don't know what to do. My parents want me to to do like law because I did debating in high school, but Mm -hmm. uh, I decided to shadow my dentist as I mentioned already and much like you guys I was like really attracted to the field of dentistry and then I researched and found that Adelaide Dental School is the top dental Mm -hmm. school in Australia and I was like oh it sounds nice Mm -hmm. and Adelaide's a nice small town to kind of escape to small city thank you (laughs) 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 yeah and I made my way here and like at first I was like oh it's so quiet here um it's kind of funny because my friends from the country back at college find Adelaide to be like this huge Mm -hmm. metropolis (laughs) yeah um and then afterwards I like grew to kind of like Adelaide I'm kind of attached to it now the people are great and less cold than Sydney ciders so yeah Mm -hmm. here I am um for me I'd been to Adelaide before when I was younger Mm -hmm. just because of my parents like work so we've been like Brisbane, Perth. Oh, what do they do? Um, they like they work in IT. Oh, but okay. I did yeah. go to school in like Perth and Brisbane for a term in mm. primary school. So we came down to Adelaide as well. So I've been here before, but it was like a very hazy kind of memory because yeah. it was so long ago. Um, but yeah, I'm also from Sydney, and I think Adelaide's much much quieter um, than Sydney just because I went to school in the city. So oh, I okay, yeah. the same school. Um, so it was, you know, I, every single day I'd be in that hustle and bustle of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on the tr- train home, I'd always see like the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge, um, which is always really nice to see. And I really miss <laughs> seeing that these days. Um, but even though Adelaide's much quieter, I think there is like a certain, in a, in a, like in a good way, like a peculiarity to it, which is nice. Like it just makes you feel a bit more comfortable and chill and not as like, you know, stressed all the time, like Sydney does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's laid back. Yeah, it's much more laid back. And the people are really great as well. So it's really good to see. And I think a lot of, at least quite a proportion in, in the people of dentistry have come from interstate or mm-hmm. overseas and stuff. So I feel like we can all bond together about that. Um, and I think that's a really good reason to kind of meet new people. I agree with that. I've always thought, even though I spent most of my life in Adelaide so I'm very much like a domestic student um I like how the cohort everybody comes from different places because I do think it's a lot easier to make friends that mm-hmm. way I feel like everybody is looking for a community exactly um so I've made some really really good friendships in dentistry I came to Adelaide probably 15 years ago now so I very much feel like Adelaide is home mm-hmm. um but I would agree that things are quieter here than elsewhere even things like um shops close early oh yeah 5 p.m calls <laughs> right like if you if you want your groceries at nine at night you can't do it sorry yeah, it's crazy because in sydney i live in the suburbs and it's mm-hmm. almost like rural like an hour out you'd be in rural and the woolies there closes at 10 but it closes at five and i'm like where am i like it yeah. just gets frustrating sometimes but it's fine 
<laughs> no, but I have very much grown to love Adelaide. I feel like an Adelaide girl. <laughs> so now that we've all kind of settled into Adelaide and studying dentistry, mm-hmm. what has been your highlight of BDS so far? I found it very hard to pick a singular highlight. Mm-hmm. I think what I just said about the people. Mm. I think um, a lot of the people I've met, that has been a highlight for me. I agree with you in terms of the people. I think the people are great. Um, and just like being able to meet new people all the time mm. as well from different grades, it's always good. Um, but for me, I think the biggest highlight in terms of BDS specifically would just being would just being like able to see our skills improve over time. Mm. Like the fact that we went from the modified pen grasp <laughs> to doing full-on restorations and soon mm. working on patients, like... I think that's a really big accomplishment and mm-hmm. a lot of us are quite overly critical on ourselves so I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit um, in terms of how much we've progressed in like what two or one or two years so that would be the highlight for me what about you Valerie? yeah it's kind of funny like when you feel like you're kind of behind in dental school and then you start talking to other people outside of dentistry and they're like wow that sounds very complex mm-hmm. what are you on about yeah so my main highlight as ella kind of said already it's kind of like been more of a marathon like mm-hmm. than like a whole bunch of like sprints of like highlights but what really like is the most memorable to me is like the days after a major test mm-hmm. so like especially at the end of the yeah. semester everyone's so stressed you see everyone just camping out at the uni um study hub and everyone just like on the like verge of breaking down (laughs) and then like after the test everyone's like wow we're so free what do we do so my friend group has kind of um been all around Adelaide after tests so like my friend Raymond he drives us around a lot and Mm -hmm. I remember right after the very final test of the year we went to the Barossa and then we went to my friend's place and then we like played poker till like 1am because like we just had nothing to do and that's so good yeah it's good fun fun. Mm -hmm. it's nice to like not have to stress about anything and just be in the moment Mm -hmm. i think it's during uni you're just always stressing like oh i have this assignment like i need to yeah even when you're doing something it's kind of in the back of your mind once the exams are over you're just like oh wait i don't have to worry about anything (laughs) i can just enjoy this literally that first week after exams is like the best week of your life (laughs) (laughs) um kind of in line with what you were saying one thing that stands out to me as a highlight is it was the last week of bds1 sim clinic and we got out our plastic blocks mm-hmm. like you remember we had those plastic yeah. blocks that we drilled into and that was the first time i think we'd used like actual hand pieces yeah. yes and i was like wow i'm a dentist <laughs> <laughs> i'm like drilling <laughs> haven't even started doing restorations yet but yeah you're a dentist <laughs> i really felt like it that was when i was like my skills are progressing that was yeah, my moment yeah. <laughs> and then i promptly lost my plastic block so I didn't have it for the start oh, of BDS2. I remember because you're in the same sim yes, group. I literally have no idea what happened to it. Did it just drop out of your sim I feel like it must have. Oh yeah, maybe God. on the bus or something. Maybe I dropped it and didn't notice That's that so it had like, come out. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> Someone probably picked it up and was like, what is this? <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> like all those weird tooth shapes and I'd probably drill it outside of all the lines. <laughs> I don't even know how much it's worth either. Just like, what is True. This? I always think that with my sim box, I'm like, this is worth like two grand. Like I can't leave it around. But then I'm like, if somebody came along, who is going to steal it? <laughs> who wants this? It. Yeah. <laughs> so got, moving to the future, what are your plans for the future? And where do you guys see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, that is quite far away. I guess it's like we graduate dental school in about four or five years and then 
that's another five years. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by then, I would have kind of like been an actual dentist and know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to work in rural dentistry actually. So okay, yeah, that's cool. I've been quite involved with the Adelaide University Rural Health Alliance mm-hmm. Society. And they've been like really friendly and open with us, like visiting rural clinics mm-hmm. and like learning more about what rural dentists do. And living at college, I've also like made a lot of friends with people here from the bush. And it seems really interesting, like the way they behave, like about health. I've noticed, like, don't you feel like when you're de- like a dental student, you kind of notice what people do with their dental mm-hmm. habits, and you're like, a little bit, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, hopefully by then I would have done some work in the bush with dentistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, it's too far away. I can't really (laughs) tell. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I could like suddenly drop out of dental school and I don't know. True. You could do anything. (laughs) Be a YouTuber, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We would encourage you, we'd watch your videos. (laughs) What about you, Ella? Um, my plans for the future. I would like to graduate dentistry. (laughs) Um, so that's, yes, that's what's coming up in the next few years. Um, as for where I see myself in 10 years, like you say, it's very far away. And I feel like there are so many options. Like my absolute dream in 10 years time, I'm retired. I've like won the lottery or something. (laughs) (laughs) But more realistically, I hope to be working in a job I like, preferably not in Adelaide. I know I just said that I love Adelaide. Um, but I've always felt like part of growing up a rite of passage is moving away my parents are both from the UK Mm. but they actually met while they were both living in Colombia and they moved Mm. around a bit together like they lived in Belgium they've obviously come to Australia now so for me when I was growing up I always saw myself moving away and like starting a life in another country hopefully okay yeah so do you have any ideas I've thought about it um unfortunately I feel like dentistry is not the most transferable degree we don't have as many options as a lot of healthcare industries do um I know that we do have like a reciprocal agreement with Canada so that's somewhere Mm -hmm. I've considered going um I would also potentially like to go back to the UK at some point Mm. and live there um I do feel quite even though I didn't live there for very long I have a lot of family there and I feel quite at home Mm -hmm. so that's something I would consider um I've also thought a little bit about Germany (laughs) because I I learned German all through high school and I did an exchange there for a few months um, I don't think my German would be up to scratch, though. I think I would completely fail any kind of German dental exam. <laughs> what about you? Um, for me, yeah, the same as you guys. haven't really thought much about it. I think at the end of the day, I just hope I'm happy, whatever mm-hmm. I am doing. Um, but I think uh, in 10 years, I reckon career-wise, just graduating, hopefully also had gone rural, I'd preferably go. Okay, wow. I can't believe you guys both want to go rural. Yeah. Yeah. Want to go yeah, rural. We want to go, at least towards like right after graduation, when mm-hmm. we're just out, I think I'd be able to learn a lot more. That's true. That's rurally. what I've heard. You you get to do a lot exactly. when you work rurally. Exactly. Um, and hopefully down, like down the line, 10 years, hopefully having a clinic. I know most of us kind of probably want that at some point. Um, maybe 10 years might be a bit too soon, but we'll see. <laughs> Um, and I think also engaging in some form of like philanthropy in terms of helping um, those within need and giving like free dental care and volunteering mm-hmm. for things like that, that'd be something I'd aspire to do in the future at some point. Yeah, that would be good. Oh, thank you, Valerie. No <laughs> oh, lights just went out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's good to hear. So 
as seasoned third and second years, <laughs> we obviously need to offer some advice for the dental and oral health students tuning in today. Mm-hmm. What would you give them? I think the biggest thing that I've learned um, after like two and something years of being a dental student would be to just be confident in yourself. Um, so even if you don't feel confident at the time because you feel nervous and it's your first time seeing a patient, um, it's really important to at least appear confident. Fake like it till you make it. <laughs> Um, and just because like even if you're slightly like showing signs of not being confident your tutor will pick up on it and your patients will pick up on it and Mm -hmm. they'll think that you don't know what you're doing even though you might fully know what you're doing you're just a bit nervous for the day Um, I think even Dr. Stowe mentioned that like all every dentist is an actor so you have to put your best acting skills up there um, and do your best in terms of making the patient feel comfortable and knowing and like getting letting them know that you do know what you're doing and they can trust you mm-hmm. um how about you Valerie that's a great analogy from Dr. Stirk yeah mm-hmm. so in terms of advice for dental and oral health students I might ramble on a bit because like whenever my students um that I'm tutoring ask me for advice I kind of like tell them everything instead of like <laughs> asking them what they want. It's a whole lecture, a <laughs> seminar. Exactly, yeah, and we always go over time. But in terms of advice, so I've split it up into two things. So firstly, if you're a practical learner or if you're more of like a theory-based learner. Oh, okay, that's that's a good way to do it because I feel like you learn things so differently exactly. um, if you're more like, what's the word? Kin- kinesthetics? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Kinesthetic. Versus. Dexterity. Yes, true. <laughs> yeah, that word gets thrown around a lot in dental school. So if you're more of a practical learner, I guess like props to you, like you're good at working with your hands. But sometimes if you're struggling with like learning lecture content and also applying it to clinical practice, it'd be really good to use this technique called active recall. Have you guys heard of it Mm -hmm. before? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people use Anki to like memorize content, but I feel like in terms of learning um, dental content it's really good to know how to apply it and forming mm-hmm. study groups would be a really good way to do that so making mm-hmm. your own questions so my yes, friends and making I, questions is the best way to know how to answer mm, questions exactly. i reckon because like um we actually made a cahoot before and we all did it together that's so, so cute i feel yeah. like that's a bit of fun as well <laughs> yeah right and um the fact that you're making the question and explaining it to people like as to why it's a particular answer makes you really mm-hmm. understand the content yourself and if you're more of a theory-based learner and you're struggling with clinical practice, it's kind of like in the name already. So practice, right? So you want to kind of like go home and make that setup that I think Dr. Parker taught us to make mm-hmm. with like the socks and stuff to like um, put the models together. I did that in first year. I remember that. But my I think my did socks weren't firm enough. It like fell so apart. Did you actually like practice on it though? I did it a few times, okay, like right at the start of first year when I was so motivated. I was like, I'm, I'm a dental student. I'm going to put in so much effort. Now I'm like, I'm not going home no, and practicing they, they on my mannequin. to do it weekly, I think. <gasps> right. I did not touch that. I was like, um. Oh, no, I was actually so motivated. I even did the hand strengthening exercises, yeah, like squeezing important. a tennis ball. They are. Yeah. Although they didn't help me. I still have wrist issues. <laughs> oh, no. I hope they get better soon. Thank but you. Yeah, practice. Mm-hmm. perfect. Almost That's so perfect. true. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. My advice would actually be don't get too wrapped up in it Mm. in the actual, I guess, the school part of dental school. Um, Even though, obviously, you need to study for your exams, you need to prep for your clinicals, you need to pass the year. Um, I think if we think about what our plans are for 10 years time, what we've been talking about, are you going to look back and be like, 
I got 76% on that test instead of 66%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with a content, oh, sorry, a course so content heavy as dentistry, it is very easy to kind of get lost in being really stressed out. Um, so I think it is important to do things like go to events, mm-hmm. um, make friendships outside of dentistry, have time for yourself, like set, set aside like an afternoon a week where you know you're not going to do any work and you're just going to watch TV or something like that. Um, that would be the advice that I would probably give myself and like to follow myself. Um, definitely in terms of things like going to events. I think mm-hmm. we're going to have a good year this year. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's really valid advice. But just based off what Valerie said, what type of learner do you guys think you guys are in terms of Ooh. the clinical or the theory base? I, I think I'd probably pick up the theory a little bit quicker than... Mm. The practical, yeah. I think I'm actually, but in terms of theory, I'm a little bit of a visual learner. I like to like write out flow charts and stuff like that. Yeah, and same with my clinical. Like before every clinic session or even before sim, I write out a run sheet, like a Mm -hmm. flow chart of everything I'm going to do. Yeah, that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Like doing lecture content and all of that, it feels very familiar because we've been kind of trained to do that throughout like our primary and secondary Mm -hmm. education. But when it comes to like actual clinical practice, it feels very foreign. Definitely, because yeah. you've never really done it. Especially yeah. if you didn't do something like art in high school. Like I loved mm-hmm. art in primary school, but then it kind of falls off, right? So many mm-hmm. people stop doing stuff like that. I think it is very helpful actually if you come in and you've done something like painting or mm-hmm. like DIY, like making mm-hmm. stuff. Dentistry is an art. Yes, dentistry is such an art. For me, I think um, I'm the opposite of you guys. I'm more of a clinical learner. Mm. So in high school, I didn't do biology or anything. All of my subjects were mostly like, you know, chemistry, maths, French, um, English. So there wasn't anything like content heavy, like biology. Um, So I think I tend to pick up skills much easier than getting through. Like in terms of content, I can apply what I can see in clinic. But if it's things like, I think first year I had a really hard time with like cells and... Oh, definitely. Or like Krebs cycle and stuff we don't need. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, how do I relate this to Mm -hmm. like practical applications? Right, you need to make that connection. So it's been really nice getting to know both of you through this podcast. Um, And like to kind of spice it up, here's a question uh, for us to know more about each other. So if you had to describe yourself as a dental instrument or burr, what would it be and why? I have been so excited to answer this question because <laughs> I think Jing Yang introduced it last year. Shout out to Jing Yang. Mm. Um, and every podcast I've asked it and I've always been like, what would I be? But I never really decided. Um, and I had to think about it towards the end of last year. I think I am an enhanced burr. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know what an enhanced burr is? I could not say anything about that right now. <laughs> That's okay. Um, come back in like a year maybe. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Not even a year. Yeah, less than Advice, that. piece of advice, use the enhanced burr. Mm-hmm. Once your tutor shows you what it is, make sure you use it on all your fillings. Um, it's like this big white burr and you use it to smooth out and finish all your fillings like it's your very last step makes it look nice and shiny exactly and, really I like pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and i relate to the enhanced burr because i feel like i'm not very efficient <laughs> if you want to cut a whole cavity you can't use me you can't use the enhanced burr um but the work that i do produce i think is i have like i'm very detail oriented mm-hmm. so i i like to have a very like smooth put together final mm-hmm. product um and i think that's true of my dentistry like i'm never the first student to leave sim mm-hmm. um but i like to think that everything i do i do to 
my best. <laughs> um, That's nice. That's yeah. Analogy. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, so and I know Ella asked me this in my publications interview mm-hmm. actually, and I also said the enhanced burr back then. But I think I've changed okay. slightly in my response. I'd probably go with the white stone burr, oh, just okay. because it removes little bits of excess as well as polishing. Um, so it's really good to use when you don't have too much to cut down on that you don't need a diamond, but it does remove like, you know, excess here and there. It's quite versatile. Exactly. So I feel like it's like the best of both worlds mm-hmm. and I, I like that about it the most. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a very practical bear as well. I feel like you, you just said you are quite practical. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Mm, I'm gonna, you guys gave like very quirky answers and you like that. <laughs> also because I don't really know much about the bows yet. It's yeah. harder. I feel like you have to pick an instrument, right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of went with the mirror, so mm-hmm. it's a very basic answer, but like I like how mirrors, like myself, kind of are always present. Like you kind of need it for everything. It's essential. I can't think of any procedure you would do without a mirror. Exactly. Yeah. So whether it's to like look at um, a reflection, like for the um, upper arch, or maybe it's like to reflect light onto something as a visual aid, or like even for soft tissue, like retractions. Mm-hmm. Like I like to always be there to help. Even though I might not be like the most useful, like the most skilled at one particular thing, I like to kind of be an all-rounder in mm-hmm. things. Yeah. That's a good response. Do you think you're reflective as well? <laughs> oh, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Reflective, maybe. I'm not that good at reflections though. I'm still working on that. Indirect vision is hard. It is. Seriously, when I'm doing a filling on like a one six, I still stick my head right down there. I literally, I have like I bought loops and I'm still trying to stick my head down. Like excuse me, I'm just watching you like. No, I think if I got loops, I would need flip up so I can flip them up and look. Literally. All right, we've reached the end of our main questions section, so we are now going to take a break courtesy of our sponsors. Right Evans Partners, the dental, accounting and finance specialists. Our people are here to assist you in every step of your career. Whether you're a student, dentist or business owner, we have the tools and the experience to see you succeed. Our dental graduate program provides you with a complimentary tax return or business activity statement and a financial health check to help you kickstart your career. Contact us today via our website, Facebook and Instagram or on 8208-4777 to start planning your financial future. We're with you every step of the way. Hi guys, we're back from our break and we're going to do a round of quickfire questions. So we've got six questions um, and we're going to try to answer them in a sentence or less. First up, what's your go-to study spot on campus? Uh, For me, probably level four AHMS, it's a quiet study area. I love camping out uh, during exam season at the MAC area, at the hub. Mm. Yeah, there's a couple of other dental students who love going there as well in fourth year. <laughs> Mine is the third level library, but specifically facing the windows. <laughs> Good lighting. Uh, what is your coffee order at Bean Bar? I don't actually drink coffee. The first time I tried it, like, gave me like a huge kind of... Um, like spike and I couldn't stop talking so yeah I'd go for a matcha I'm very boring I get a latte I'd probably get a chai latte or a hot chocolate mm-hmm. do you guys have a favorite tutor or lecturer mine is probably Dr. Hogg her lectures are so organized and I'm really interested in epidemiology and public health 
Um, mine's probably Dr. Parker. I think she's very engaging and I just enjoy watching all of her lectures. My favorite is Dr. Poppy. Her voice is very soothing and it makes me like want to keep on watching her lectures. <laughs> so friendly. What's the biggest lie you've ever told a tutor? Um, for me, probably like telling the tutor that I'm happy with the restoration when I'm not and just getting ready to be roasted by them. When I was making small talk with the tutor, um, telling her that I wanted to know more about her dog. I think at some point I told Dr. Wissam he'd dismissed my patient and he hadn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he believed me. Um, what's your worst dental student habit? Using the word manual dexterity a lot. Mm. I have two bad dental habits. The first is that I rinse after I brush my teeth. And the second is that I chew ice. I've definitely fractured some cusps. Oh. Not like fully fractured, but you know what I mean? Taking yeah. the tips off. Um, I feel like for me, like after brushing in the morning, I sometimes don't wait like at least half an hour before I eat. So oh. that, <laughs> it has to be Yeah. If you had to be stuck on a desert island with one person from dental school, who would it be and why? Mine would be maybe Jingyang, our host of Al Dente from last year, because when I worked in the committee with her, she got shit done. I feel like if I went off and like tried to find some firewood or whatever, I'd come back and we were already being rescued. <laughs> I feel like for me, it'd be Dr. Murray, just because I trust that she'd have a solution to any problem, just like she does in some clinic and clinic. So I know I'd survive if I was stuck on the island with her. I would go for Dr. Hughes or Hughes, because um, after his comparative anatomy lectures, I feel like if I was stuck on an island with him, he would be able to like name all the animals and tell me about their jaws and keep me entertained. That's so true. If you found any animal skulls, he'd like probably be able to utilize them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both of you for joining me today. And especially thank you to Niha for editing this episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Al Dente through Spotify or Apple Music, or you can listen to the podcast through the website. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you in a fortnight.